Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the new hour and Marie Menu Cherry Show live at noon. We have a 9 a.m. slot, so I've already been in the studio this morning. I'm making sure I have my lipstick on before the cameras. (laughs) But uh, yes, so we're back into the studio. Today we're going to be talking about politics and what's going on in 2013. So we're going to be talking about politics and 2013. Kind of accidentally censored you there. Yeah, well, I guess nobody likes politics, maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's it. I think Mitt Romney got a hold of the uh, Um, button there for a second. Sorry about that. (laughs) But, you know, I'll, I'll be polite. I mean, it's, everybody knows my political views. I'm a diehard liberal, so obviously I'm voting Democrat, and I have my entire life. I just haven't been swayed by a Republican yet. I, right. I, I hope to be someday. I think that would be nice. To... You know, I think about that sometimes, too, because really? uh, that me, Eric, I'm, I'm pretty liberal myself, and I'm thinking, well, geez, is it possible that a Republican could come Why along not? and sway me? And I say, yeah, absolutely. Except for that <laughs> today's Republicans are a lot more conservatives than, than yesterday's Republicans. Crazy. Crazy. So it seems like they're moving further and further away from me and uh, further and further, in uh, my opinion, from you know the mainstream of America. Right. So I wonder, maybe there will be a day where they come back towards the middle and maybe I'll, then I'll sure, think somebody absolutely. then I, is better, you know. And it's sad because, like, someone like Arlen Specter, who was— I don't uh, know who very, that is. Well, he was a senator uh, that recently passed on. Oh, but right. he was a very moderate uh, conservative. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, he— He switched party lines, he did didn't he? switch yeah. to become a Democrat, and then he lost. Ah. So it's, uh, you know, it's kind of sad because uh, there's just no room in their party for— uh, moderate people anymore right you know? right which is which is sad um because uh mina my youngest was watching the debate with her dad at his house and the presidential debate yeah the and- recent one just on tuesday and i tried to watch it at my house but i couldn't i had to shut my laptop because i was just fuming <laughs> and just sh- and i wanted to enjoy my evening i didn't want to be all um. agitated and so Mina was giving me the, you know, moment by moment replay in the right. morning when she came home. You and- mean you weren't excited to see? Well, I guess you didn't catch the first debate, but it was I, a marked. I, did, I saw part. You're right. I only listened to it. I heard it right. was a better debate. I just I don't like it when people aren't very honest. And that's just how well, I yeah. felt. Oh, and it just really right. bothered me. And, and so anyway, it is a political debate. <laughs> I know it's politics. It's the yeah. way it goes. I know. Um, but what was so adorable is that Mina said there was at one point where Romney was talking Talking, they were talking about women's health, obviously, mm-hmm. abortion and all of those things. And we're right. a very, very uh, pro-choice family. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Romney, although he changes his words a little bit, I mean, in reality, we know from his voting and all of that, he's not pro-choice. And she said there was just one moment where she just wanted to sm- smack Romney because she goes, he said he wanted women to wait until they got married to have sex. Right. You know, that that was his solution. Well, what was to- weird about that was that they were talking about an assault weapons ban and then he led that into well gun violence is caused by people having kids before they're married what which makes 
no That's sense whatsoever. So crazy. Yeah. So then she was sitting next to her dad, who is a, a liberal person too, but uh-huh. he has been raised with more conservative. You know, he was raised in the Middle East, and so he was like, "Yeah, I think women shouldn't have sex before they get married." Right. So she goes, "I wanted to punch my dad and Romney at the same time." <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so that's what I know for sure about what happened in the debate. And, and I think that that's very telling when we're looking at our political right. candidates. Do we want to respect women's choices? And, and we should be able to have sex before marriage if men get to have sex before marriage and um, to decide when we have children, if we want to have children. It's Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting the way that he answered anything that he wasn't a Romney. You know, right. they, they, he didn't have a position that he wanted to let people know about, like with the assault uh, weapons ban. He doesn't want to say he's for any gun right. control because right. the, the right wing uh, right. would never give him, you know, the endorsement or uh, be happy with him. Uh, so he's got to say something like that, like, oh, well, you know, uh, maybe people should not have kids before they're married and that will somehow get yeah, rid of, of gun violence in, the foot, in this country. literally when he said that <laughs> well then the other thing was uh, someone asked him about the uh, Lily Ledbetter act which is basically uh, equal pay uh, for women right. and which was uh, created by Obama's administration i thought well it's one of the things that they're pushing for for oh, sure oh i see and uh, and his response to that was that uh, when he was governor of Massachusetts, he hired a bunch of women. He had binders full of women, <laughs> yeah. he said. I know. This is all over the Internet right, now, right. right? Yeah. So, But that doesn't mean that you're for equal pay for women just because you hired women. Well, I was actually reading a report by MassGap. It's a Massachusetts mm-hmm. um, organization created by women to help women reach high um, employable political realms um, in the country, but particularly in Massachusetts. And they said that Obama did not approach them. They approached him to increase the number of women who hold high offices in politics. And uh, it actually did increase a little bit in the per- percentage-wise of how many women were in his cabinet when uh-huh. he was uh, governor at that point. And, and you said Obama, but you mean Romney. I mean Romney, yeah. yes. Thank you. You're so great. Thank you. And, uh, and actually, his second uh, year in office, it decreased even prior mm. to when he was in holding office. Even with those binders even full of women that he could choose yeah, through. Yeah, the percentage still dropped. <laughs> still went down. That's but crazy. I loved what Obama said today. I was listening. Uh, he was giving a talk yesterday in front of some students in some universities. Sorry, I don't always pay attention to details. And... Um, he was saying that really the whole idea about women getting equal pay, it's, it's a family issue uh-huh. because husbands should be wanting their wives to be paid well. Sure. Right? So it's a family issue, and I think that was beautiful. It was really well said. Well, I just think if you think about the principles of this country that were all created equal, although that hasn't been necessarily the history in America, that is what we strive for. That's what's in, you know, our uh, Constitution. Right. Uh, so we should, you know, strive for that. Uh, in that case, then definitely women should get equal pay for equal time. It just makes sense. Of course. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, we've been talking about politics this morning because I get texts and tweets and Facebook. Is everything okay? Who's going to win the election? People are so worried. <laughs> well, I think uh, people can rest a little bit more assured, I think. Uh, that doesn't mean you don't have to be right. active. That please doesn't mean vote. you don't have to get please. out there and vote. And, whoever your candidate is, right? Please right, vote. whoever your candidate is. But uh, I think after Obama's performance and oh, uh, yeah. and Joe Biden's performance in the last two debates, that I, I think they're uh, proving themselves to be fighters once again. And I think Aww. that uh, America's going to 
kind I think of probably we're gonna vote for them line too. up. And I think it's going to happen. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Get behind a little more. But just in case we're not sure what's going to happen, we're, I've invited a mystery guest who's going to come Ooh, on mystery the air. Guest. I know. I like the sound of that. And about, I know, right? In about 20 minutes. Slightly spooky, though, but that's perfect because it's getting near Halloween. So. Almost Halloween. And, <laughs> and this gentleman who we've had on the show before, I'll, I'll mention his name after the break, um, but he... Uh, he has uh, predicted who's going to win the presidential election, and I want to hear what he's thinking about it now because he made that prediction last year, I believe it was. So uh, I can't wait to hear all of his predictions. He made them for 2012, and so we'll be talking to him. But why don't we go ahead and answer a few callers' uh, questions um, while we're on the air. Let's do it. Let's pop on down to PDX. I'm talking about Portland and talk to Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Great. What can I do for you? I was wondering about my second chakra. Since I know it's the juicy chakra and a lot of my <laughs> juicy life things uh, have big question marks around them, like work and babies. And I wondered what you could tell me about that. Well, you know, you are so adorable. I don't know if we've ever met before, but you are adorable. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's nice. Well, it's really true. You're very adorable. And and so what I'm being told is that you need to be picky about those things. You need to be okay. picky about what you do for a living, like it needs to sing to your heart, picky about who you decide to spend long periods of time with in partnership and, and all of those things. So all of those things are on your plate. Absolutely. And I think you need to take, oh, it's almost like being selfish, you know, just really be sure. Is this what really is going to make me happy? not necessarily what's going to make everybody happy. You're really wise, and I think you can give great advice to other people, but sometimes you've, you fail to remember that that advice applies to you too. Yeah. Right, and you've got this whole gigantic world in front of you. Every single being is unlimited. You can manifest and create whatever you want, so you kind of need to get clear. What type of person would you love to spend long periods of time with um, it, it, so that you can start to feel that energy and attract it in? What, what would you love to do for work? You know, what makes you really, really, really happy. And then as you feel that energy, then you'll start to attract it to you. And then do your best not to compromise. You know, whoever comes into your life if, in terms of a partner, if they aren't having those high ideals that you wish, you can certainly walk away and wait for another person to come in. The same thing with work. Yeah. So being okay. patient and realizing that you deserve everything that you want, everything that you want. That makes sense. I okay. I believe that, and I've been working on it. Um, <laughs> I I just um, if I ask you a specific question about I'm going to train to be a doula. Oh, I think doula. Do you see is... that as a? Can you even say if that's a match or is it? Yeah, I th- I think doula is a great job. I mean, it's it's a lovely job, but and it's wonderful and it's moving you into that profession. But then, what about being um, a midwife? Oh, that has not. I know, but see this in my radar. <laughs> this is what you do. You don't okay. look high enough. Okay. You know, like and a doula is a fantastic job. I mean, you are actually helping to care for a woman in labor, even before labor, and, and you're helping her before the midwife gets there, perhaps, or in between when the midwife has to leave or whatnot. You're it's a beautiful job. But that's the thing that you do. You don't set your sights up to your um potential. You mm. you, you play it safe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not recommending that you do that because if you love the idea of being a doula, I'm sure you would love being a midwife. Okay. Uh, and babies will listen to you. You have that kind of take charge energy. So as a as a fetus is in the womb, 
about to come out, you're going to be calling to it on an energetic level and it's going to start heading towards you. So you'll help it to have an excellent delivery. So why don't you go ahead and study the doula, see how you feel because you need to be convinced on your intellectual level about what you like. And then if indeed you like it, put your sets up on studying midwifery. That is that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> thank you for thank you for that. I, I really appreciate yeah, everything. Thanks you for being said. specific. That was helpful. Yeah, uh, that's great. Thank you for everything that you do, Marie. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day in Portland. I'll be there actually on February 2nd at the New Renaissance Bookstore in Portland. I'll be giving a talk about the book. That's so, great. I was there in May and oh, just saw you. We didn't meet, but I, oh, I will be there again. Oh, good. Well, this time, you know, introduce yourself so we can give each other a hug. I will. That's great. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, Marie. All right. Let's pop over to Seattle and talk to Colleen. Hi, Colleen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So what can I I do for you? Well, I'm calling because I'm just at a point of being um, kind of perplexed. Um, I've been working on a business venture with a group of people over this last year, and our focus is on helping our post-9-11 veterans. Mm. Uh, Part of it is because I happen to be the the mother of an active-duty Marine and have... uh, been so for almost 11 years. Um, so I've gotten very involved in the last six years on uh, advocacy on behalf of our veterans. And so you want to know about the program that you're investing in, your time yeah, and your well, energy? Yeah. We, yeah, there's a group of us, and we've worked very, very hard. Oh, and we have, uh, we have an amazing um, concept and opportunity. But it's not happening. Biggest- Yes, exactly. It's yeah, just it's not, not happening. happening. And how I feel is that you're incredibly annoyed. And our veterans do need care and love and special attention and everything that they need so they can be effective and successful when they come home because that's very important. You know, they've dedicated time, even though I, I'm not a person who believes in war. Um, well, neither I, am I, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, our planet isn't <laughs> conscious enough yet so that we all act like Switzerland. So, right. you know, so we, we have to have a military apparently at this point in time of our juncture. I love all of your ideas and they're excellent. And you know what? The interesting thing, too, is you're not asking for a gazillion dollars to make all these programs work. Um, however, unfortunately, it feels like the people who have asked you to head up these programs and find things, they weren't serious about it. They, they, you have been working so hard, you and your team, everything could be in place tomorrow, but they really don't want to spend the 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 funds or the energy making it happen. It's mm-hmm. almost like they want to just push under what happened. Like these people served our country, their home now, that's good enough. But that isn't right. good enough. I mean, it takes a lot no. to go to war. It's a terrifying and challenging and physically and emotionally um, burden for individuals. Yes. Right. So I feel that you're very annoyed is how I felt when <laughs> when you came on the phone because you've been very patient and you've they asked you to do this. You were asked. It's not like you went out and said, oh, my God, I want to take care of this. You were actually asked. But I don't feel that they were sincere. And, and I think maybe they were even surprised that you were as productive as you are, although anyone who hires you or asks you to do something should only assume that. Otherwise, they're going to be um, really surprised because you're, yeah. you know, you take control, you take charge, you have great integrity, and of course you're going to finish what you've been asked to do, and then some. That's so true. I think what, you, what would be best if, if you take the principles and ideas that you've created, which are beautiful, and find another organization to make it happen. 
not the people that have been helping you, even if it is within um, the VA hospital or the VA benefits package, find someone else. But yeah. you're, you're not going to get anywhere with who's helping, who's supposedly helping you right now. It's not going to yeah. happen. Well, and that's, that's you know, that's partly, that's probably true. This isn't through the government. It's through with a group of people hmm. and uh, that are just passionate about affecting change for these families. And so um, our our challenge has been people love it and, and realize it would be extremely effective, but then actually backing it up and with investment um, has been our biggest challenge. Right. So you need to find different people to help you through that final process. Yeah. Not the people that said they're going to or sure, we can't wait because they're not going to. They're absolutely not going to. Hmm. So you need Do to you find- have uh-huh. any suggestions on that or any other? I, I understand what you're saying is to look in a different direction. Right. right. I do actually have a suggestion. It's not going to be what you think. Um, I would love for you to do a 20-minute experience every morning because you're going to get great ideas and you're going to know where you need to go next. So every morning before you brush your teeth uh, or maybe right after you brush your teeth, uh, <laughs> go sit someplace by yourself, and whether it's outdoors or inside, where you have a beautiful view or you're really comfy, and just sit with yourself for 20 minutes. Try not to think. Just relax, be with yourself. This is going to help all the neurotransmitters in your brain become creative and to expand out um, horizontally and vertically within your brain so that you'll have more creative ideas. And it's incredibly helpful, and you're going to then get the answers that you need, probably Uh, within a week of doing it. I I think that's a wonderful idea because I know that I feel like I've just been going full force for so long that, and I haven't stopped to you know, really take, um, you know, take that into account that, that I'm, well, I do, I, yeah, I do feel like I'm stumbling right now because I don't think clearly because I'm, I'm so anxious about things. Well, and you're disappointed, you know, and, uh, and so now, you know, you've done beautiful work and now we just need to find the right people who will be thrilled with what you did and take action immediately. And uh, that 20 minute uh, session that you're going to have sitting with yourself will help make that the information come to your mind. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day and thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. All right. Let's talk to Pete in Bellevue. Hi, Pete. How are you? Hi, thanks. And thanks for taking my call. Of course. Of course. What can I do for you? Um, well, I was in a pretty significant car accident a couple years ago and got hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, my doctor's gave me some pain medication, mm-hmm. and I started having some, uh, I guess you'd call them psych- psychological responses to the pain medication. So they gave me other medications, and now I'm taking about five <laughs> medications. <laughs> right. And um, I'm on this weird swing between feeling anxious and feeling depressed, and I right. have a high-stress job where a lot's expected of me. Right. And basically, I can't do my job. Right, and I, I, I don't know if I need your medical help or your psychic help or what I need, but I, I feel like my life is being ruined, and I right. don't know what to do. You know, unfortunately, what you're describing is not that uncommon. In, in, conventional medicine doesn't really understand how to make things happen in a way that that isn't so cost effective to the body, and I shouldn't say always, but but 
definitely when you're having circumstances that you're having and side effects from the medication, they don't know how to give you medication that's going to not create side effects. And so they give you more medication to cover up the side effects and then more medication to cover up those side effects. And next thing you know, you're just a ball of med- medication. <laughs> and it's really hard on the psyche, especially some of the drugs they've given you, they are affecting your brain and not in a way that's working for you so that you feel like your whole complete person. So what I would recommend is that you go see a naturopathic doctor. First of all, the drugs that your physician has ordered for you, um, your naturopathic doctor can also order for you. So you get to see a physician who knows how to order uh, conventional drugs other than chemotherapy. They can't order chemos. Um, And then they also know how to work with drugs that are going to be as effective without side effects Uh, that are not um, pharmacology. You have a very sensitive system, and pharmacology has to be binded together. It's it's an imitation from nature. Most of the time in the labs, they're recreating from an imitation the things that we find in nature, and then they're creating drugs from it. And they have to bind it together with proteins and other interesting components that a lot of people have sensitivities to. And so you want to find medication that isn't bound in those ways that you don't have sensitivities to the way it's created. And also medication like holistic meds that actually help your body to do what it needs to do naturally to support your body, not make your body stop doing what it needs to do and then have the drugs do it, which is what pharmacology does, Um, especially when you're recovering from um, a health injury like yours. So that's what I would recommend that you do. Could I ask a follow-up question? Okay. Um, I, I think going to see a naturopath is a great idea. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have an appointment to see one. Yay! Next week. Congratulations. That's a great idea. Um, but what I'm concerned about mm-hmm. is that the, the the changeover, so to speak, right. will cause me to completely collapse and then I'll right. get fired. And yeah, well, if naturopathic doctors worked in that way, then they wouldn't be popular or effective. And, so, and that's why they study conventional medicine, because a good naturopath isn't going to just take you off the conventional drugs and put you on supplements. They're going to work with you th- slowly, perhaps, you know, reducing or finding a different conventional drug while they work on your, your supplements, where they find out where the things are lacking in your body supplement-wise and build those up before you go off conventional medicine. Or in some cases, they keep you on a nice combination of conventional and supplements. So a good naturopath would not just go, oh, because sometimes we need conventional medicine or for short periods of time we do, or some people need them forever, like insulin. I mean, people who are diabetic, they need insulin their whole life, most likely. So pay attention to that when you're in the naturopathic office and, and a good naturopath will know the drugs that you're on and will find beautiful ways to make this happen so that you only get better and quickly. Wow. Okay? All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right. Now we're going to talk to Jim calling from Everett. Hi, Jim. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi, Jim. How oh. are you? Hi. Uh, sorry. Um pulling over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, right? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a good idea. What can I do for I have you? A, I have a dog that's basically having some uh, allergic reactions, and mm-hmm. so we changed her to organic food, yeah. and so now 
Uh, she still seems to be itching, and we put some, like, uh, natural oil on her back to, like, nice. done the fleas and stuff. But she still seems to be itching. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, is it uh, uh, GMOs that's still in the organic food? or Organic food should not have GMOs in it. Is her food grain-free? I don't. I don't yeah. know. I'll, uh, make, so look for I'll grain-free. Sure. Yeah. It, I mean, because that's really helpful. Even animals can have allergies to grain. And how old is your pet? I keep being asked to ask how old your pet is. Five. Okay. Well, five is and still young. Shih Tzu. Oh, yeah, because Shih Tzus live a long time, if I re- recall well. Um, so I would try the grain-free food and actually do some energy work on her. She loves energy work. So you can, oh, okay, I can do that. Wonderful. I think that will help. And work on her crown chakra because that governs the skin on the body. Okay. Um, but I think that her allergies um, happened because she wanted her diet changed, and you're doing that. So I think you're going to have positive results because she is feeling better. Oh, good. Yeah, she's actually gained three or four pounds. Good. Great. Yeah, so look for the grain-free. Yeah, she's darling. Look for the grain-free food because um, that should be effective. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know you're you're busy, but one the the gal that what you were talking uh, yes. to meditate for five minutes or for for twenty, 10 or 20 yes. minutes sit with about, yourself. Would that help with the job? Yes, by getting me back on track. Yes, in fact, I got that exercise. I mean, it's it's a simple exercise, but I got it from a book called Three Simple Steps. It's written by Trevor Blake, and he wrote it to help people to have wonderful professions and jobs that feed their soul and feed them financially. And that's part of his step, the three simple steps. The first part is to actually sit in the morning with yourself, not necessarily meditating, just sit with yourself. No pressure so your brain becomes more creative and you get to have what you want in your life. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. Marie. And blessings and, to your doggy. Yeah, and blessings to you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful <laughs> day. Bet. Hello. So we are live here at noon on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have our mystery guest, which is Christopher Renstrom. He's a... Well, now it's not a mystery. Well, but he's going to be on in a few moments. Uh, Christopher Renstrom is a practicing astrologer since 1985. He's currently writes the Daily Horoscope for the San Francisco Chronicle. And now he's an exclusive, exclusive astrologer for Patty Stranger, the millionaire matchmaker. Oh, my gosh. His forecasts appear weekly on pattyknows.com. Most recently has been voted Best Astrologer by City's Weekly Best of Utah 2012. He's also created the horoscope column for Allure and many other things. So we'll take a break and come back with our mystery astrologer, Christopher Renstrom. We'll be right (laughs) back. Stay tuned. Are you interested in learning more about intuitive healing? Want to learn how to interpret your body's messages for greater health and well-being? Please join Marie as she teaches her very first international workshop in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Intuitive Health is a a two-and-a-half-day workshop beginning October 26th through the 28th at Hollyhock, Vancouver. Marie believes that everyone has the capacity to receive, interpret, and successfully use their senses to heal. Find out more at www.hollyhawk.ca. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, 
relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. I'm Gary Mams. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a nice, normal couple doing paranormal talk radio. If you're interested in ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, astrology, angels, or the afterlife. In other words, if you're like us, wired for weird. Tune in to the experts who join the A-Team of Alternative Talk every week. That's Manson Mitchell, Friday mornings at 10 and Saturdays at 11 on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We have been live twice today, once at 9 a.m., where I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Sheila Denmare, one of my favorite naturopathic doctors. She's located here in Washington State. She was taught by Dr. Bastier, so you want to get to the podcast at energyintuitive.com and listen to today's show. It was very fun. And then I get to have another pleasure this afternoon interviewing my mystery guest, which I already said right before we went to commercial who the mystery is, and that's astrologer Christopher Renstrom. So welcome to the show, Christopher. Hello. Let me be a mystery guest. I there know. We go. I made you a mystery guest because um, because I didn't have you planned to come on today. And I, I woke up on Monday, I believe it was, and I thought, oh, God, I need Christopher on the show. I keep getting texts, emails. People are so worried about the presidential election. Sure. You know, and of course, I give them my intuitive insights that I think astrology is just, oh, you know, you've, you've been looking at the stars of these presidential candidates for like a year now. Well, astrologers have actually been reading uh, the futures of politicians for about 2,500 years. See what I mean? You're an expert. You're an expert. You even... well, I haven't exactly been around 2,500 years. But... <laughs> no, not even close. Not even close. But you even predicted that it would be Mick Romney who who would win the Republican um you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that uh, he would the be nomination. The, thank you, Eric, yeah. the nomination. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and you predict that months and months ago. Oh, yeah. No, he was by far the uh, strongest the strongest candidate. He, he had the strongest horoscope going on into that. And, um, you know, certainly uh, he's born under the zodiac sign of Pisces. And with Neptune being back in Pisces after having been away for, I think, 160 years or something like that, you know, it makes Poor it a very, very Pisces. powerful statement. I know, yeah. poor Pisces, I feel sorry for them. Their planet's been gone that long. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. But now that it's back in Pisces, we're all living in a Pisces world. And so uh, Pisceans are feeling uh, like everyone finally gets what they're about. Uh, wow. You know, dreams and visualization isn't something that's ethereal, but actually uh, something which is an integral part to mapping out your future and living wow. the life that you want to live. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So now he has this running mate, Ryan, right? right. So, um, and and that's an interesting combination to have a conservative nominee and a conservative potential VP. I'm like, yikes! I mean, that's a lot of conservatism. 
Well, and they have very powerful uh, connections in their horoscopes. Oh. Um, in fact, it's it's amazing uh, when I when he announced it, and I went ahead and uh, drew up Paul Ryan's chart. Uh, I work with the ruling planet system, which is the planet that rules the sign that you're born under. And so, for Mitt Romney, he has two ruling planets. One is Jupiter, and the other is Neptune. And uh, for Paul Ryan, who's under Aquarius, he also has two uh, ruling planets. One is uh, Saturn and one is Uranus. Anyway, long story short, uh, Paul Ryan's Uranus is exactly conjunct Ryan's Neptune uh, at 9 slash uh, eight degrees Libra, and it's an extraordinary uh, combination wow. between the two of them, and that's why they lit the world on fire when they first when they first announced their uh, their wow. partnership. Oh, wow! And you know, when things have been getting very close, believe me, the text messages I, messages I get from people they are scared, they're alarmed, like, <laughs> oh my god, you know, uh, because you know Romney did very well in the first debate. And uh, he's been up in the polls. He's still up in Florida, according to CNN, at least from my daily examination of their polls. (laughs) So... (laughs) Sounds like you've got one of those weather maps or something where you watch the hurricane infrared. I do. I do. Yes. (laughs) So so what do you think is going to happen? Because, you know, you've predicted that Obama is going to win. Yes, and he will. Oh, yay. (laughs) So tell us astrologically why you think that's true. There's, uh, <clears throat> well, actually, what's kind of fascinating is how close it's going to be and dramatic and, and all these sorts of things. I mean, you know, it's really extraordinary how these charts are set up because we'll go ahead and cast the horoscopes from when they announce their candidacies. Uh, Barack Obama announcing when he's going to run for re-election and Mitt Romney announcing when he's going to run for president. And both of them announced under new moons, uh, which is wow. extraordinary. It's very, very powerful. Uh, new moon is always... <clears throat> excuse me, com- uh, connected to a very powerful beginning, very intense uh, sort of beginning. And so those are things that we look for. But on the election day itself, uh, which is uh, November 6th, uh, 2012, we will have a last quarter moon at 15 degrees Leo. And uh, Barack Obama is a Leo, and he was born when his son was at 12 degrees Leo. So in keeping with the new moon patterns, there will be moon over the sun on that day, and that will electrify uh, Barack Obama's horoscope almost to the exact conjunction. And, you know, there will be a lot of debate, and and astrologers would certainly debate me on this and say, Christopher, it's the last quarter moon, all these sorts of things. (laughs) But... um, is it's it's set up in such a way that it should be it should be um absolutely absolutely Aww. there well you know i've had readings from you and i think you are the most accurate astrologer i've ever experienced anyway uh, seriously oh, well, thank yeah. you we try oh yeah <laughs> and not only are you very accurate but you also give great counseling i mean you've you know, you've told me what I need to do to fix certain things, and your approaches are really unique. I mean, they're different. Oh, thank you. oh yeah, they're very, very good. So I'm thrilled to hear that we're still on the Obama. You know, I mean, if if, if Romney were a different person, I would be very happy to uh, wish him great success in the political arena. But you know, with three daughters, I really want to make sure that their health care is their oh, responsibility. Uh, absolutely, and I think that. Um 
you know, there are a lot of things that certainly make his case compelling. You know, Mm -hmm. again, uh, the ruling planet uh, Neptune Pisces makes it strong. His other ruling planet, uh, Jupiter, is 27 degrees Scorpio. We are in the season of Scorpio during election time, so that also makes for a strong, compelling case. And, of course, the Gemini rising is uh, one degree Gemini rising uh, right on the eclipse point, uh, which is actually the swell in his popularity, which began uh, in mid-May when I, when that other fellow, um, um, the Taurus guy, was going the way of all things. The one who's famously depicted in the doghouse on the on the top of the car that Romney's driving from that New Yorker cover. Do you know which one that is, Eric? You know, do you know what um, Christopher's... Because ref- I, I, I'm not going to remember someone's Was it name. Scranton or something? Like, it was some... It was some fellow that uh, was getting a lot of press earlier oh, really? this year that oh, also okay. disappeared very quickly in the Republican I think um, it was. Yeah. B- bubble effect or something mm-hmm. like that. But anyway, that's when I expected uh, Mitt Romney to surge forward, and he did. And I, I would have been surprised had there not been a swelling in the polls uh, right. through October to almost late October, which, which is when he really, truly is at his peak. But I also see um, it beginning to leak maybe about October 23, October oh, 26. And so then, next yeah. week, we should start to calm down. I will, I'll get less text messages and emails about people terrified. <laughs> oh, that, no, I, I, that would I, be I, right I, after I, the I'd next debate. I'd that for you, yeah. but I don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> after it's the next absurd. debate. Yeah, right? that would be right after the next debate. So. Uh, yeah, no, there will, be, there will be an uptick in it because remember, we've got Mercury turning retrograde on Election Day. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. Well, the last time <laughs> that this happened yeah. was when was uh, with the Bush Gore. Um, oh, it was right. the very night of the Bush Gore um, results tally, and remember the chads <laughs> hanging and <laughs> things like so that. So this is going to be messy. Time. It's going to be messy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the last time we had this happen on election day. So. <laughs> wow. Well, so we want everyone, whoever your candidate is, we want everyone to go out and vote because that's really healthy for our country, you know, that we all take responsibility for who we want to be in office. Right, right. right. Uh, well, and that's the most important thing. And, and that's the, you know, that, that, that's, that's the thing that makes this country this country. And, and it's wonderful. And, you know, for us to understand our history and our culture and these freedoms and that, you know, the U.S. Constitution, for instance, isn't a Christmas tree that you take out, you know, every election <laughs> time or whatever, that, that it's a living, evergreen uh, testament to uh, the culture and the government and the freedoms that we've that we've built and sacrificed so much for. Wow! Wow! Well, I'm so glad. I'm very, very happy. And um, yeah, so we'll be uh, all celebrating. It sounds like um, on election day, which will be absolutely lovely. I'm having the pleasure of interviewing Christopher Renstrom. He's our surprise guest today. He lives in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, and he is also the author of RulingPlanets.com. It's Christopher's vision of an online subscription-based interactive astrology magazine. It's based on his book, Ruling Planets, which was published by HarperCollins in 2002 and has sold out on its print run. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll be right back with Christopher Renstrom. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look 
and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. No, you're not alone. And it's not just you. The things you're experiencing are actually being felt around the world. And there is something you can do about it. Tune in for It's Not Just You with Lorelai Spiegelman, Susan Wayman, and Siobhan Mitchell. Three professional women of wisdom who compare current events and how they offer you insight into your own personal world. Monday morning at 9 a.m. Bringing you fresh perspectives every day. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We're live here at noon o'clock. I've been live at 9 2. It's like I've been hanging out at the studio all day. Um, first with Benny this morning and now with Eric this afternoon. It's good to have you. Oh, thank you. It's lovely. And we, ha- we have gorgeous weather in Seattle. I mean, it, I mean, yes, we have to wear Beautiful boots. fall day, yeah. Beautiful, stunning, absolutely gorgeous. And we have Christopher Renstrom live, our surprise guest from Salt Lake City, Utah, who's an amazing astrologer. If you've never had a reading with Christopher, I highly recommend it. I've appreciated all of mine. In fact, people can go to rulingplanets.com to learn all about you. They can even um, apply or register for a reading online absolutely and subscribe to and subscribe to the website which is just a dollar 99 a month or 22 year uh 22 dollars for the uh, annual subscription yeah and it's totally worth it because you put up all kinds of great information cosmic alerts in fact we're kind of in a cosmic alert i guess from what you <laughs> said briefly during the break because uh saturn is now in scorpio Yes, Saturn has just moved into the astrological sign of Scorpio, which will come as a huge relief for everyone who was born under Libra. And and Aries, I must admit. (laughs) And Aries, they could all have their life back. Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) And now it's Scorpio's turn to deal with with Saturn. But actually, Saturn is going to do, uh, is going to be kinder to Scorpio because the two energies, the sign, uh, which is Scorpio, and the planet Saturn do very much understand each other. So mm. so there's uh, very much a feeling of being on the same page with, with, with that transition. Kind of like being exalted, you would say, in a way. Well, Saturn was exalted in Libra. Really? And so that was the whole... Mm-hmm. Wow. And so uh, when Saturn is exalted in a sign like Libra, it's on its best behavior. You're kidding, because my Libra friends would completely disagree with that. <laughs> exactly. But the behavior that you're supposed to be on is making a commitment and being in a relationship and making that relationship work no matter yeah, what. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's the way Saturn works in Libra, and it doesn't really leave a lot of uh, room for choices and options and things like that, which is not something that Libras do very well with. <laughs> Cute. So now it's in, in Scorpio. Now it's in Scorpio. And uh, Scorpio, of course, is the zodiac sign of sex, death, and other people's money. Wow. And uh, Saturn will be in Scorpio. It entered October 5th, uh, 2012, and it will be there until October of 2014. And in essence, what Saturn will do is, well, it's the planet of teaching and tests, and Saturn asks the hard questions. And so what 
Saturn will be doing is asking the hard questions relating to sex, death, and other people's money. Uh, so in essence, what it's going to do is basically uh, bring up uh, people's sexual lives into oh, the wow. forefront. Well, that'll uh-huh. be exciting. Well, it will be exciting, but it will, you will also learn thing about things like scandals and yeah. sex addictions, and wow. we're going to be hearing more about it than we've ever wanted to hear about wow. it before. Um, but I think it's also going to bring up the issues of health and health care, health reform, and it's also going to bring up issues uh, connected to uh, right to die. Wow. Uh, euthanasia as a choice wow. um, and as a legally protected choice that I expect to be seeing with Saturn and Scorpio. And also uh, because Pluto, which is one of the rulers of Scorpio, is returning to where it was in the sky in the first time in 200 plus years, actually, <clears throat> Pluto is coming back to where it was when the first form of taxation was levied in the uh, North American colonies. So what I'm very much expecting to see in the next two years is a restructuring of the uh, tax system here in the United States. Wow. Uh, because the planetary connections are as close as they've ever been. So I would not be surprised if we see um, an overhaul of not only health system, but also wealth system here in the United States and definitely a, a revisiting and a restructuring of the uh, tax system because in, taxes are ruled by Scorpio. In a positive way? Yeah. I, right. I, I think, um, you know, it's it's interesting. We often, you know, we'll look at economy and see something cold like math and arithmetic and we'll say, oh, econo- you know, like economists are bad or unfeeling or, you know, even sadistic creatures are played to huge corporations and things like that. But I think that what's happening is that uh, uh, economic systems are starting to take more seriously the idea of governing mm-hmm. and that um, that there are repercussions, whether they're environmental repercussions or repercussions on a populace, on a consumer base. And so I think that the restructuring is going to be done in such a way as to create a prosperous society rather than a society which is lopsided. Those types of societies tend to uh, crumble under under very difficult pressures. And mm-hmm. so I think that there's going to be a very uh, serious, in-depth dialogue and discussion that takes place um, and where idealism and pragmatism can meet and not necessarily uh, argue or holler at one another. I think that's fantastic. That's great news. Well, there's, it's a wonderful thing that Saturn can do, because even though Saturn has a reputation for being very difficult and introducing obstacles and challenges, it is still the planet of time. Mm. And so it, whenever Saturn energy is very strong, it actually takes a very long view of mm. matters. And the concerns of Saturn, different planets have different concerns. The concerns of, plat- of Saturn are very much, how do you live in this material world? So how do you make the most of your material resources? And I think the, I love that the word sustainability has become such a strong and and popular word when people talk about economies. You know, it's really about sustainable. It's not about winning or profiting. It's about sustainable. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so I think that that notion is going to become much more powerful as Saturn moves into Scorpio. One, oh, that's, I think that's great news. You mentioned a few moments ago about Pluto changing mm-hmm. in the skies after Pluto and Capricorn, yeah. Right. So is that good for Capricorns? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. 
it because you're a Capricorn. After, so after the initial dip, <laughs> um, whenever a planet like Pluto or Uranus or Neptune, because they take so long to right. move through a sign. Right. Uh, Neptune is thirteen to fourteen years, for instance. Pluto wow. can be anywhere from twelve to thirty-two because of oh. its elliptical orbit. Wow. It's wildly elliptical orbit, but. Uh, Capricorns went through a difficult period from 2008 to about uh, 2011. Uh, A lot of Capricorns went through that kind of downward spiral, which is pretty typical of Pluto, which is named after the Roman god of the underworld, first entering your sign. But at this point, especially with Saturn, I'm going to sound astrological nerdy here, but with Saturn forming a sextile and being in mutual reception to the Pluto and Capricorn, there is going to be not only a recovery, uh, by the way, that also means worldwide financial recovery. There's not only going to be recovery, but um, again, that word that I like, sustainability at the same time. And so this is going to be very strong for the Capricorns, but it's also going to be very strong for the Virgos and the Taurians. Oh, that is just fantastic. That's wonderful news. We're very happy to hear that. Oh, that's really wonderful. So now that we've talked about the signs a little bit, I mean, kind of get an idea of what we're all heading into with Pluto and Scorpio and Saturn. um, Uh You said that you had some uh, astrological uh, information about Robert and Kristen. Oh, yeah. You know, the Twilight movie, the next one, the last one of the of the series is going to be released in a few weeks, actually. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The the relationship made by a franchise. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I've been asked to comment on them uh, a number of times. <laughs> and I, I, I feel bad for them. I mean, it, it, because I don't doubt for a moment. I mean, when you look at their horoscopes. Uh, they're very much connected. They're totally. very much fused. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, totally. the horoscopes are really quite lovely. <laughs> and, um, and and it makes you wish that they had met later on in life. You know, I mean, you know, because as an astrologer, you're always trying to, like, judge the pluses or minuses of a relationship and things like this. And had they met later, I think they would have absolutely, you know, enjoyed all the things that, that you know, they, they're planning on enjoying. But... You know, it's a very uh, volatile period of time for both of them. Um, She is uh, born under Mars, and he is born under Venus, uh, which can be a nice combination if both personalities are old enough to really sort of understand that. But her being born under Mars makes her more male than Mm -hmm. he is. He's Mm -hmm. born under Venus, so he's more female than she is. Yeah. Yeah. And you have this kind of reversal of roles that are right. going on. So instead of the you know guy who typically you know cheats on the woman, it's it's the other way around. Right. And I think that um, you know what the thing that brings them together, which is their rising signs, which is Cancer rising. All all these two want to do is set up hearth and home and peaceful life, and you know have a very very sort of quiet existence. Well, because of the nature of their careers and and what's going on with the squares between Uranus and Pluto, that's not really going to be uh, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's she's doing a she's doing her her version of uh, what was Tom Cruise's wife's name again? Um, Katie. I can't believe. Or Katie, Nicole. Right, she's Which doing one? Katie Holmes. <laughs> oh, Katie Holmes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Except before the marriage, <laughs> it's the ball. <laughs> 
interesting. So, yeah, so you're yeah, you're saying that they're not going to last because they're back no, together right no. now, right? I, they're, uh, they're together right now, but I think it's either it's it's over by Christmas or uh, or the next uh, or or by the April, and that's because she she's bringing a lot of energy to the table. There's a lot that she wants to do with her life, and there's a lot that she wants to fulfill, and she's very independent. Um, except she has the problem that a lot of Aries women can have, which is, you know, I want to go off in this direction, but I don't really know where that's going yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. If that's that very sounds cute. familiar. <laughs> well, you know, I just got married really early, so I only had one direction, you know, got right. married and had kids, so I was kind of like... My direction was just a house, and I had to stay there. You know, now I'm in other directions now right. that I'm not married, and uh, yeah, and I enjoy it very, very much. I love that independence; it's really fun. Right, right, yeah. and 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 that and and that worked with your life so so har- harmoniously. You know, type of thing that you were able to. You know, you're in one area, and then then you're suddenly in another one. But right. yeah, you know, great. here I don't think she's really had. You know, I mean, she's a kid. So. Right, she's young. Yeah, and 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 dealing with you know. Lots of paparazzi people want to take pictures and send their kids to college, you know, and selling <laughs> them to big magazines. So I know we forget about that's an actual career for people, you know, that, and and they can make a lot of money from one photograph. Well, and if you don't mind my getting on a high horse for a quick minute, it's an actual predatory career for uh, a number of people. True. You know, true. and that's something that you know I don't think everyone really quite appreciates mm-hmm. is how predatory that career can be. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, the whole idea of hunting, laying in wait, cat, you know, getting that photograph and not even thinking twice about, you know, the life that, right. you know, they're, they're photographing. And, and it's, it's fascinating because on one hand, the public can be, you know, I want to see the latest whatever, you know. Right. But then on the other hand, it can be like, well, maybe they've asked for it because they're in the spotlight and fame and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, someone is still a human being and they still have rights to a private life. True. Absolutely true. So uh, continuing our talk about astrology and you, of course, you are the astrologer for Millionaire Matchmaker now for Patty Stranger (laughs) and for the show. So how's that going? Because that's got to be exciting and interesting. You know, complete strangers are meeting each other and you're reading their charts and helping to figure out who should be with who or what they need to do so they could be with someone. Or there for the background check. (laughs) Or for the background check. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So how's that going? Are you enjoying it? It's a lot of fun. And oh, it's really, good. really wonderful. She's a terrific person. And, um, you know, she she comes across on camera as being a little bit more, you know, whatever than who she Over really is. Over the top, is. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She actually um, is a very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you have to be if you're in that profession sure. and if you're dealing with uh, those types of personalities. Uh, but she's she's very sensitive, uh, extremely uh, caring, very uh, devoted to children and to family. Wow. wow. And um, which, again, I don't think really comes across in, you know, the image that is that is no. projected uh-uh. of her. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, um, and I think that also probably comes from the fact that she was adopted. Oh, wow. And I think that that played an enormous role wow. um, in her life. And, uh, you know, her, her ambition is really, uh, you know, to create families 
honestly, wow. or, or, you know, whatever that family might be, whether it's straight or gay or whatever. It's just to create families and, and homes, uh, which, of course, is, is there with her ruling planet Mercury being in Cancer. So she's got that that real commitment to uh, to loving home uh, loving home life. And she also has that wonderful uh, sort of nonverbal sensitivity. She can see where a conversation's going or, well, you know, what a person's talking thank about. Thank you so much, Christopher. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're running out of time here. Oh, okay. And I, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show last sure, minute, giving us great, me. you know, positive hopes for Obama winning um, the election. And thank you for all that you do and for working on the Millionaire Matchmaker Show, too. And I can't wait to interview for an hour and let you answer people's um, calls. So thank you, Christopher. Have a great day in Utah. Okay, you too, Marie. Thank you. And thank you, everyone else. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. 